Welcome back. This is episode 349 of the NYYST podcast. We're presented to you by NYY Underground. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. What up? What's going on, fellas? How we doing? How we doing, okay? Are you guys watching the game? Or I know SGR's got football on. No, I put I put the X on. Okay. I can't if you can see in the uh in the zoomy window here, the TV's actually behind me, so I don't I don't have it on. Plus it might get I don't know if we could broadcast that. Okay. So Okay. Yeah, that's true. We're big time right. now. We're uh we're recording here. It's Thursday night. This uh, so if you're uh watching on NYYU, we're not live. Okay, this is a premiere. Okay. And people need to know that they get fucking bent out of shape. If All right, we're if- for for time reference, it's uh it's nine o'clock on Thursday. Uh, the Yankees are uh, about to uh, drop the final game of the series to the Tigers. They're down eight three in the uh, top of the seventh here. So unless they got a little magic in them, it doesn't look like they're going to pull off the sweep here, and they're going to drop back down to five hundred at what seven seventy and seventy. Yes. Okay. So there's. 70. So this is this is where we we want to get started tonight here. Uh, actually. Uh, as we said, this it's Thursday night. Earlier in the day, I was informed uh, that we have about five tickets left for the event on uh, September 23rd, Ooh. NYYU Day in uh, in the Audi Club. So if you're thinking about going, it, it's, in, it's in about just about two weeks, and tickets are, go- are going fast, and they're very scarce. So if you're on the fence about going, grab your tickets. It's also Aaron Judge Bobblehead Day. And you'll get to hang out with everybody in the NYYU crew. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you're watching this on NYYU, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel here. So let's get started here, fellas. Uh, The Yankees are playing pretty good baseball right now. Uh, Tonight, notwithstanding, they got themselves back to 500. Uh, I, I see a lot of this on social media. People are starting to dream a little bit. I, I'm not there. And a game like tonight is the exact reason why you knew that they couldn't play 900 baseball the rest of the way. You knew that it was an, it was a pretty big obstacle, obstacle to climb. Hey, there's 22 games left in the season. I mean, let's, let's not do this to ourselves. Okay. Can we, can we it's say not that? Us, let's not, man. Let's not. Do First this of all, ourselves. hold on. You're you should be the one that's jumping all over this because you're the Yankee apologist here. You're apologizing for you're the one who they could be down 20, 20 games in May. And you still think there's some hope. So May. I I gave up hope a long time ago, Not, not even based on win loss, but just based on who runs this team. And now we're starting to see a different approach here. Apparently. According to Michael K, who I would assume is a, is somewhat of a credible source. Source. Okay. According to Michael K, Hal Steinbrenner stepped in yet again and told Cashman he's calling up the kids. Calling and, them up. And, and so I got to be a little hopeful here that we have an owner who's starting to see through the bullshit and is putting the future of the team ahead of the business. And when that is coupled with a team that looked beyond dead, when it's coupled with, that's a real term. You said cuckold. Cuckold? No, no, no. That's Boone. When that's coupled with a team that's actually performing and, and they're closing the gap somewhat, why not be a little hopeful here? What do you have to lose? Sanity. I've already lost that. If I'm gonna lose my sanity, I'd rather I'd rather be insane and hope you ever meet an insane person who uh there's someone in town, she works at ShopRite. Okay. And her life is miserable, but she's always happy. She's in if you're gonna be insane, why not be happy along with it? I don't think she's insane, bro. I she's think insane, a, dude. I think there's a different word for that. And no. Okay. No, you don't know her the way I know her. <laughs> so she's fucking wild, is what she is. Here's the quote from Kay: These call-ups were not on the analytics team. These call-ups were made by Hal. The analytics team had no input. 
on bringing up the the Utes. Can we? I don't know yeah, if I like. Please. I don't like it because I feel like Kay is gonna say he coined it. Yeah, and you know, there's people on social media right now are like trying to trip over themselves of, of like what uh, call them. How about just Yankees? They are. The how Yankees. about nothing? Yeah. How about we yeah, label them, them any names? Because there what is, happened to the last group that we labeled? Where yeah, are I they? Mean, well, one of them's the best player in baseball. Okay. 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 And. Gary Sanchez is in uh, San Diego, actually. He's playing yeah, the best baseball. Yeah, I, 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 I was watching a Padres game the other night. He looked pretty good. Well, you're, uh, Greg Bird you. works for Valero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, Tyler Austin is in – he's in Japan, right? Yeah. Playing yep. in, uh, over I there. almost just pulled an Angels announcer move there. What? I, I When uh... – <laughs> You never heard that clip where the Angels but You mean the Reds? The, the Red, that was the Reds. Oh, what that was, was the that? Reds announcer? No, yeah, the Reds Ca- announcer made, No, he made a homophobic... Uh, no, that was Oakland, joke. dude. You're okay, getting no, your announcer. No, uh, no, no, the Reds one was, okay, a homophobic was, slur about San was, Francisco. Yes, he made a homophobic slur about San Francisco. Okay, I'm talking a game, about... Go ahead, home run. The Angels, when he said, what would you say to that with otani and then and he the was... guy did the stereotypical japanese accent oh yeah. right 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 so <laughs> yes. i almost pulled one of these. Oh. Okay. okay 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 uh, okay 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 oh uh i completely forgot where we were even at here oh yeah uh yeah man like i was at the game on wednesday night it was it was here's how you this is all you really need to know right first of all even with the excitement of dominguez the stadium's still pretty dead yeah the stadium was dead on wednesday night um you went to a great game though it was exciting 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 for the wrong reasons okay but and here we'll get to that right because on wednesday night you know every you know i'm looking through social media and everybody's like oh it's gonna have miracle we're, we're i'm like listen Watch the game. Boom brings him out in the seventh inning. What happens? Mm-hmm. Gives up a hit. Now, normally, Boone's like running so fast, his skin falls off to get Schmidt out of the game. He left him in there to give up two more hits because it's all about Schmidt's development and building him up as a starting pitcher. The Yankees themselves don't even believe they're in a playoff race. And that was never so more evident than it was on Wednesday night. The Yankees were more concerned with building up Clark Schmidt and seeing him get out of trouble late in a game than they were really, in all honesty, in, of winning the game. Uh, okay, uh, two quick things, though. Don't you think we've seen enough, the Yankees have seen enough of Clark Schmidt to this point that that's not something that needs to be seen right no, now? No, it absolutely needs to be seen. The guy's career high in pitches is 99. He's only gotten out. Okay. In seventh inning, yeah. one time in his career. Okay, so you're saying built up in that sense. Yeah. Built up in pitch count. Not so much getting out of a tough jam. No, and late in the game when his pitch count is built up, absolutely. These are all things that these are all boxes that Clark Schmidt has not checked as a starting pitcher yet. Right. And if you want him to be a part of this rotation next year, you need to see this out of him. And I get it, it's September against the Tigers, but now is as good of a time as any to let him do this. Okay, and I'll I'll actually second what you're saying based on tonight, if anyone's wa- <clears throat> been watching this game. I mean, I know it's Carlos Rodon, and I know you got a lot of money in the guy, and he's supposed to be one of your workhorses, but if the Yankees did have any true hope that they can come back in this thing, you're not letting Carlos Rodon sit out there with the stuff he had in the first few innings and give up six runs against the Tigers. You're just not doing it. Seven runs. Seven, sorry. Yeah. Although the seventh came off of a home run. Yeah, yeah was in but it. still. Yeah. It's wild that the Yankees are – see, they still do – it seems like they're doing a lot of better things, but then, like, why is Randy Vasquez just, like, rotting in the bullpen waiting for nights like this? Well, yeah, and then the second they go to Abreu, that's when it's – they might as well just throw a fucking white flag onto the mound. Yeah, I mean, uh, Albert Abreu is the human white flag. I think um, that's why they – I think that's why they keep him around. It's just that – they he's there to tell the fan base you don't have to watch this game anymore. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Like I'm watching. I'm 
you know, I'm on social media last night during the game and people are screaming, you know, through their, their exes. Is it, it's an X now, not a tweet. It's an X. No one to go. No, that, that that was planned. Like what happened last night with Clark Schmidt, that was more important to the Yankees than it was winning that game. And they ended up winning it. So I guess they got best of, of both worlds, but they don't even, they're not even taking this thing seriously. And that's why I'm telling everybody just relax. Enjoy, Enjoy the fact that Jason Dominguez is here. He's, he's playing, he's over three tonight, but he's playing, he's playing well. I mean, you get to see Wells, Pereira, you want to see him pick it up a little bit. He had a couple RBIs in Thursday's game. Peraza, these kids are here. You're looking to see Volpe get to 25-25. Just there's a new energy around the team. They're playing better. Just enjoy that. Don't get, don't set yourself up for heartbreak because it's honestly, and like if anybody's going to jump to that ledge, it would be me. They're not, it's not going to happen. Now you want to, if God willing, it could happen. It could happen. It, it could. It could happen, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> but, it, but it could. Well, let's see. What are the Rangers doing tonight? Because they are uh, Rangers they and off. The they had off. They had off. Oh no! Wait, I feel like I saw an injury happen though tonight. But no, I guess that was last night's game. That was it last was night. Outfield. Yeah, right? Garcia. All right. Yeah, that was from last night's game. They're off today. But the Rangers are really in the middle of a collapse right now. So. The There's thing also is, Boston yeah. and yeah. Toronto and but uh, but who do they play the most for the rest of the way? Toronto, Boston, Boston. They play, so they play those are the teams each, I think they're the teams that are, that are right in front of us. So look, I'll just say this real quick. <laughs> they actually have six with Toronto left. All right, so there yeah. you go. That's a lot. Based of games. on based on what you're saying, uh, even if you want to be hopeful, you have to think of it in in a sense of does this team. At this point, and I know it's a different team right now, but I mean, the their fate was in their own hands, really. And if you really go back to when they were playing like shit, some of the teams they lost series to were so yeah. bad. The Nationals, they lost a series. Didn't what, they lose one to, to Miami too? Miami's not that bad. Oh, they didn't Did lose it. They they took three out of four of. From Detroit. All right. Week. There was another, there was a few other bad teams, and it's like, like everybody, Chris, here, you want to go through them? Yeah. Uh, they lost the series to the friggin' to the, they actually got, they lost the series to the White Sox. They lost the yeah, series. Yeah, that was the one. They lost the series to St. Louis. They lost the series to the, to the Cubs. They lost the series to the Angels. They lost the series to the Rockets. Royals. I mean, we're, we're, oh, no, know, that they, was the last they, series they won. They lost I mean, that last game before the I mean, break. Where do you want to? I mean, where do you want to go? So with like, this? They, they, they didn't did even this have to be that deep. They no. only had to be like somewhat decent. Yeah, to be in a position right now where calling yep. up these kids and playing the way they're playing actually is meaningful and is hopeful for this season. If they could have stayed five hundred for the for the majority of the year, and then this is their run. It's coming in September, but this is the one run that right. every team's team needs. If you are a 500 ball club, they're getting it right now, but they weren't a 500 ball club. Right. So it's it's just not going to be enough. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're 70. Uh, right, they're going to be 70 and 70 after tonight. Yeah, if they lose. Yeah. 22 games remaining, and then Texas oh. is going against Oakland in the next series. What do they have to go realistically? Uh 20 and two, 19 and three to realistically give themselves a shot. They don't have, first of all, they don't have the starting pitching to do it. No, well, the thing proved is that it, tonight. the thing is what SGR was saying is, is it's who they have ahead of them. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, is it, is it probable? Absolutely not. But if this team wants to play good baseball, it's certainly possible. Uh, it, yeah, of course, it's certainly possible. They're not mathematically eliminated yet. I think their percentage went up from like 0 0.8 to one. Is All it right. going to happen? Is it going to happen? Gun to your head? No. Say that right? No. Right? Gotta say no. pew pew. Answers uh, no. Yeah, no. I mean, look, they're game behind Boston in the in the loss. I, they'll be two though behind after tonight. The yeah. answer's no. That's it's as yeah. simple as that. Is it going to happen? No. Is it okay to think maybe? Yeah, I think it is. Setting yourself up for heartbreak. No, 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 no. Heart's broken. I'm fully insane already. If I'm all I'm saying is if I'm gonna be heartbroken, if I'm gonna be insane, it's like when your girlfriend cheats on you, you break up, and then you're like, but maybe she's turning into a different person, and maybe and then yeah, and then you get back with her, and then I, she S's a D behind the dumpster. Have you guys, oh, have you guys had a lot of times. girls? 
you guys must have had a lot of girls cheat on you because you yeah, always go to like every reference is always. You know what that's like? It's like a, when a girl cheats on <laughs> yeah, you. I have. Oh, you know, <laughs> I I I don't want to talk out of turn here. Listen. Uh, okay, just, okay. 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 I mean, okay, UConn okay. basketball. Okay. 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 Listen. Has your mom ever come up to you when you're, when you're heartbroken and said, sweetie, get over it. If it's meant to happen, let it yeah. go. And if Our it's meant to happen, it will come back. <laughs> it's like that kind of. My mom did this to me, not yeah, SGR's but, mom, my no, mom. Just your right. mom. It's like let's I let it go. Of, I let it go and I let fate take over. And I'm still a little pathetically hopeful. No, I'm at too little, too late. That's what it is. It's too little, too late. And now it's just we we we've, we've turned the page, and now let's just enjoy stress free baseball with a little bit of excitement towards the future. That's what it, it is. In right all now. seriousness, I am. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, it's nice to be able to turn the TV on and know you're not really watching something, but you are. But you are. Yeah. You get to well, see these well, young that's... kids. They are winning. There is still a mathematical chance that it could happen. It's just nice to turn the game on, yeah. not care that they're losing 8-3 right now. And when you talk about the f- the future, like you're watching it to see what the future is like, and that's why tonight's game is so frustrating because Rodon is gonna, has to he be a major part too. of yeah. their future. So it's like, yeah, we, we're watching for the future. We're also watching with that 1% of optimism, and and he, he butchered and he's both the one. tonight. Yeah. Uh, so... Not, uh, not well, you know, I'm getting ta- getting tagged in tweets. To, uh, uh, he's the new Sonny Gray. I'm not Christian. I, I've said Can this I just before. Stop you for one second. What? You know that those two little nozzles on the microphone you have there. You know they tighten it so that when you turn it down, now turn it the other way, and then tighten those bad boys. Oh, it's because the arm. It's the arm that bothers me. I'm trying oh, to get it's the, the arm. arm. Okay. Okay. Um. Getting tagged in tweets of like, oh, he's the new Sonny Gray. I'm like I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm not there yet. I'm willing to wash this entire season of his wash. down the drain, but he needs the Yankees are not going to win a World Series in 2024 if he's bad. They just can't overcome that. That's nah, gonna be look too much. He's a dog that had his balls chopped off, and we need that dog back. And and I think this injury really set him back. He looks timid. He doesn't look like that fucking fighter that we that we thought we were getting. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deem him Sonny Gray because Sonny Gray was a talented pitcher, and he came here and he was mentally screwed. He couldn't get over that. I'm not nervous about Rodon. Oh, this I is what this injury set him okay. back, and he's gonna be okay. Somebody brought up uh, a couple like last week that. Rodon wasn't as good as we thought he was because he pitches. He pitched last season in one of the most hit, uh, pitcher-friendly parks in baseball. In what is it? Is it Oracle now? It's not. I don't think it's AT&T. Yeah, something anymore. like that. All right. So and then Katie Sharp gave this stat earlier tonight. Uh, in 2022, Carlos Rodon faced 710 batters. He gave up 12 home runs. This year, he's faced 190 batters and he's given up 12 home runs. Yeah, I mean again. I mean, you're a fastball pitcher in Yankee Stadium. This is good. This is what happens to you. We saw this happen to Garrett Cole last year, and still kind of happens to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has really cut down on the home runs this year, but it still happens to him being a fastball pitcher in Yankee Stadium. So, I mean, Cole's figured it out. So you just yeah. hope that if you get Rodon healthy in here in spring and he can just hit the ground running in April, then he'll be that. This guy wasn't brought here to be – uh, to fill out a rotation, he was here to be co ace with Garrett Cole, Listen. you know, and, and that's what he needs to be. So, Rodon is a fastball pitcher that uses his fastball to dominate. So, in order to do that, you have to have other stuff that's really crisp and really good. And Rodon just hasn't right had now. that. So, when he does, so when he doesn't have those other things working for him and he's relying too much on his fastball in Yankee Stadium. Of course he's going to get knocked around. Yeah, the well, good thing mm-hmm. I will say though is that his his velocity is still there, which is which is good cuz that that yeah. always ends up happening mm-hmm. with a lot of Yankees that come here their velocity dips, but it's it's you're you're absolutely right. It's all about him working the fastball around his off-speed stuff and it's just not working and he's not locating anything. 
Oh, I know everybody just they're ready to just throw him out in the garbage right now. I'm not like I said, I'm not there yet. Uh, we I need to give him 2024. I mean, I think I'm nowhere little, near yeah. that yet. Am I frustrated nah. with him? Yeah, just tonight, of course. I would rather it, I would rather him be pitching well, even on an injured season like this. But this season is is lost both for him and the team. I'm not ready to make any declare. Like I said, I'm not ready to make any declarative statements about Carlos Rodon as a Yankee right now. If he comes out here and has a shitty April, then you're going to start really uh, worrying about this guy. Yes. And he's going to be here for another five years, five and a half years at that point. So, For a lot of money. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do in that situation? He's on the table. You needed to fill out this rotation with top-end talent. You know, you can't, like we always say this, you can't go back and say, oh, I would have never signed them. The Yankees had to sign this guy. Again, there's so many, there's so many moves we can criticize Brian Cashman for. And I think we've been more than fair when it comes to moves. Again, we go back to this all the time, but it's a good example because of how much we clearly hated him. We can even go back to Aaron Hicks and say our biggest issue was not getting rid of him. But at the time of the signing and the player we thought we were getting at the deal we got, I don't blame Cashman for getting Hicks. Just like I'm not going to blame him for signing Cole if they don't win a World Series. And just like I'm not going to blame him for signing Rodon. They were the moves that I thought were good moves at the time. I'm not going to change that. How they handled these situations moving forward is a different story. But for right now, I'm not going to. This is no one's fault but but his own at this point mm-hmm. if he can't turn it around. Brian, what did you ask last week? It was who I hate it more. Is that how you phrased it between Hicks and yeah, Washdown? Yeah, I saw it was something in the chat. It was who who does Christian hate more, Aaron Hick, uh, Aaron Hicks or Wash Donaldson? And I know I don't know if you listened to the show last week, Chris, but I, the way I chose Donaldson is that there was nothing good that came out of Donaldson being here. At least we had a good year out of Hicks. At least we had uh when the deal was signed, we all were pretty much in agreement that it was a pretty smart deal. If he was going to be close to 2018, whereas Donaldson, it just pissed everybody off from the moment it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just would never put anyone over Hicks. I don't think, <laughs> but I get your, I, yeah, I no, can understand point. your perspective. At least there were good moments with Hicks. I mean, Hicks, yeah, had a, he was also here for how many years? I mean, we probably, we had some good moments with Donaldson. He was only here for like a fucking uh, half uh, season. Yeah, you know, he cried and glabered towards his chest, and then the Yankees lost another 10 games in a row. Okay. Yeah, when H- he barked at the pitcher, and then the pitcher H- proceeded to strike him out in three <laughs> yeah. pitches. Hicks was also in his prime. Donaldson, uh, your GM got him when he was fucking half in the grave. yeah. GM, bro. But he, he was supposed your to be good. Not my GM. He's not your GM. I'm saying uh, if you look, uh, if you're telling yeah. me, like, I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're both gone. Who cares? Yeah. It's you, think, you think Wash Donaldson's going to get called up for this weekend? Probably. <laughs> Maybe he'll play an old timer's day. They shouldn't boo him, man. I don't know what the hate is around Donaldson. Like, it, he didn't ask to come here. He sucks. Yeah, that's true. It was a trade. Like, Cashman should have known. Like, Hicks Might was supposed have... to be good, dude. I mean, if you have to list the top three reasons why they didn't beat Houston last year, would you not put him in the top three for his Absolutely. performance? Absolutely. He'd okay, and list. I could put all, everyone else in the top three also. I can gr- sure. I can group them and tie them third. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. okay. Okay. And sorry, I, I love Aaron Judge. I hate anyone who knocks Ty him for his runner. postseason. Oh, you're gonna, and there you're going to do it right now. No, no, no. But I, all I'm saying is you could put him tied for third there too. I mean, he he was miserable. All right, that, there's your game. There's I your must game. be behind. Oh, Bray, he's pitching. Been pitching. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying he's pitching. They already threw in the towel, and now now he literally threw in the towel. Yeah, that's it. I guess it's slow because it still says it's eight to three. So well, it's oh, it's not. ten to three. Spoiler right, so, alert: It's not. Spoiler alert. Okay. So we don't even have to worry about this anymore. The Yankees are going to lose here. They're going to fall back to 500. I mean, it is what it is. That's what I was saying. Like, you can't – you couldn't expect the type of run needed for them to actually make a a real legitimate play at this thing. And I don't know, Ryan, if you can look this up for me, please. I would appreciate it. I need verification on this. I don't even think Dominguez and Wells would be eligible for the postseason had – should the Yankees uh, go on a run and get there? Because don't you have to be on the 40-man by August 31st? Isn't that the, the case? Um, 
in a typical season, any player who is on the 40 man roster or 60 day injured list as of 1159 PM on August 31st is eligible for the postseason. Those on the restricted lists at that point are also eligible if they haven't been suspended for performance enhancing drugs during that season. What? Yeah, so I think if so, you like Herman be eligible, right? Is that what? Yeah. It, yeah. All right. So they could, they could, if, if you beat if your player, wife, hold on. Listen, yeah. If a player who doesn't meet the criteria, they can still be added to a team's roster in the postseason via petition to the commissioner's office. If the player was in the organization on August 31st, Oh, and is replacing someone who is on the injured list and has served the minimum amount of time required. Yeah, so they were okay, okay, okay. They weren't yeah, replacing anybody. They weren't. Re- they wouldn't have been replacing anybody that was injured. It's just that they they had the two extra roster spots, right? September call up. So I mean, think about it like that. Wouldn't that be typical? Like Yankees, yes. they go on this yes. miracle run, and then d- because of Dominguez, and then he can't even play in the postseason, and IKF would have to be the center fielder. So, so right there, Christian, is your objective proof that your theory of everything you witnessed with Schmidt the other night, last night, is true. The, it, the Yankees weren't calling these kids up to hopefully go on some crazy run to make the postseason because they wouldn't even be eligible to be on the postseason roster. Yeah, right. I really the reading it over again, it seems like um they would not be eligible. Was uh Dominguez needed wasn't on the Wells might was Wells on the 40 man? I'm not even tired. I'm not entirely sure if he I, was. He might have been, but but Dominguez it, but definitely wasn't because Dominguez needed to be protected in the rule five draft this offseason. Correct. Yep. And that and there you go. I mean Which is also part of the reason why I believe he's up here is because it just saves the Yankees the trouble of having to do it. Later on, yeah, I know. Oh, let's let's talk about El Marciano. That's what I'm calling him. I don't call him. Yeah, I like that. I, I love that. I think it was. I thought Shack- that was a great call by Sterling. I think yeah. Shackle was the first one that dubbed him El Marciano down in Houston, and a lot a lot of when Pereira came up and you know Volpe struggled a lot early on this year, and people were saying because Ellie De La Cruz when he came up was just lighting the world on fire. A lot of people were like, well, why don't we have a rookie come? Well, you know. Dominguez is Dominguez is doing that right now. Came, you know, he's got hit three home runs in five games. The the first swing of his major league career off of a, off of Justin Verlander goes out of the ballpark. Future and Hall he, of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. Sunday night he has the game the game winner. Uh, you know, so he's he's making an impact right away, and it's crazy, right? The kid's only twenty years old, and and I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, yeah, you know, that's the good thing about this this podcast, right? Everything's recorded. There's 349 episodes, so you can go back and listen to everything we ever said. And I was on this show. I was actually probably I was sitting in that corner at the time. And I sit in this corner. Uh, in 2021, approaching the trade deadline, that I wanted to, I would have shipped him to Washington to rent Max Scherzer. And I don't regret saying it. Because at the time, uh, my sole focus was on winning a World Series, going into the you know uh, into the postseason there at the trade deadline, and who the hell gives a flying fuck about an eighteen-year-old kid at that point? Honestly, especially especially when you've been so close for so many years, and that would have put you in a position to really go after it. And I now regret the only thing I regret about it is that Max Scherzer is a, has been a loser since that point in time in big games. So that would have not been probably a good move for the Yankees. I mean, if you would have said, oh, to do it for Verlander, at least Verlander shows up in the big mm-hmm. spot. But, um, yeah, wouldn't have been good. And early, even earlier this year, I was saying, like, oh, you can't, you can't let yourself be held back by a trade because of a kid that's uh, hitting 250 in double A. And I don't regret saying that either because at the time, if the Yankees were still in it and, you know, it took a piece to put them over the top for Dominguez. I'm not talking, I wasn't talking about renting somebody, a legitimate piece that could help them for a couple of years. You had to, you had to do it. Right. And now he's here and now he's off the table in trade talks. Correct. That's correct. Right. We, we've said it how many times when they're prospects. Prospects mean nothing mm-hmm. to me. 
And and he's still considered. He's still going to be considered a prospect until he reaches that. No, he's a Yankee center fielder now. But right. But that's my point now to us, not technically, but to us now, we've seen this kid in the in this short amount of time prove what kind of fire he has and what kind of impact he makes in a lineup. And now he's off the table. I agree. Once you're up here helping the Yankees win games, I don't. That's it. That's it. I, my opinion changes on whether or not I need, you should be traded. When you're struggling in double-A or you're 18 years old in rookie ball, yeah, I'm willing to move you, and I'm willing to take the risk if it means trying to win a World Series. Now, Jason Dominguez is the Yankee center fielder, and hopefully he goes up there in the, up in the echelon of Yankee center field greats with Bernie and Joe D and uh, Kenny Lofton and Brett Gardner. And uh, Johnny Damon, I'm being facetious with the last yeah. couple. No one picked up yeah, on that. I, I got did. it. I but was with, with the Mick, you know, so and Tony Womack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, they're not even pitching to Bubba this Crosby. <laughs> Bubba Crosby. I mean, that was the biggest gaslight I think Brian Cashman might have ever pulled. Bubba Crosby is my center fielder. Yeah, he toned it. He toned it down after that a little. <laughs> and then he goes and signs Johnny Damon, but uh. Did you play the grid today, Chris? I haven't. No, I didn't do the grid as well. Okay, so I did the grid today. I got eight out of nine, and right. uh, I used Chris's Dominguez. I used Chris's favorite pitcher because one of the grid boxes is Yankees Tigers. I used one of Chris's favorite pitchers of all time. One of oh, I know who you used, dude. Gaylord Perry, Billy Boy Coke. You used uh little sniffy sniffy. Wow, spitty, am, spitty. am I right? Yeah, he was his. He was the first. It was him and Granderson that initially that immediately came to my brain. But I was like, "What about I'm Shane? Gonna... Shane? What was his name? Green? Shane, Shane Green? Green? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate his guts. I wonder if I could have got a lower rarity score on Shane Green because I think now people knew Shane Green. Chris, he, made a, he made a name for himself. Phil Coke. Phil Coke for me was like that episode of How I Met Your Mother when they point out like that one trait that once yes. you, see it, you can't unsee glass it. shattering. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. he his with the pretzels. The yeah, his spitting was too Yeah, bad. oh my God, it was nonstop. Jabba, Jabba could have been Whoops. another one. Oh, that's another, yeah, he was. Oh, Jabba was okay. a jobber. Okay, Jobber. Okay. <laughs> I don't like. Uh, Justin Wilson, it, okay. Justin Wilson, that's another one. That's another good one. Wow. Uh, but what I don't like is um, there was a player that signed with the Yankees, but never actually played because he was hurt the entire two years that he was under contract and it didn't count. Ooh. Uh-huh. This was for Detroit in New York. Oh, it was uh Yankees. This was the last time the Yankees were on the grid. Mm. It didn't count. Who was no, it? it? It was Pedro Feliciano. Wow. Never even knew he existed. Big left-handed. He was a big-time lefty reliever for the Mets. And then for the, the Yankees, Mets, right? Yeah. And then the Yankees signed him, and he was hurt. He didn't pitch right. for them in the entire two years that he was here. And I used him because his name immediately popped in my brain, and it didn't count because he didn't uh, actually pitch for you the You got Yankees. too rare. You went too rare. Yeah. Like You went negative it, rare. Like, I think one of, the, one of the boxes, either today or yesterday, was Mets and Padres. And I'm like, Luke Voigt should technically count for this. He was in the Mets organization. You asked the waiter for rare, and they came out with a steak that was never even put on the grill. They just brought the cow out. They brought the cow. Yeah. So you got the Martian out there in center field right now. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun, man. This is what I'm saying. Like, at least let's let's enjoy the Martian here. You know what I, you know what I love about the kid right off the bat and people oh, are Marciano. Say, this is people are going to say this is dumb, but I'm talking about enjoying watching the game. This kid hasn't wiped the smile off his face since he got here, man. This kid wants to be here. He belongs here. And yeah. he's, and I think he's going to be a great baseball player. Well, it would be like losing your virginity to Tiffany Amber Thiessen is basically, it would never, great, right? I don't know who that is, but, are you fucking? Say, you don't know inf- Tiffany Ambertheson? No. Oh my Saved god! Saved by the Bell. Oh, oh yeah. She's the yeah, she's still a smoke show, bro. She was the 50. Yeah. Fifty. Uh, 
The fact that the fact that a matter right. Like, I never the, watched that show. You need to clarify her by yeah, her no. hair color. Kelly Kapowski. What is wrong with yeah. you? I never watched an episode. Oh, of my God. I was hooked on that show, but I was I think it was already one of the worst childhoods I can ever imagine. It's I would start like, okay. every morning with Saved by the Bell. It's like I that. And then everyone in the world knows that you did it without even having to tell them. Right. What? It's like you lose your virginity to her, and then like you walk around it. town, and everyone knows that you did that without you don't even, even exactly. You don't have so to you're tell just anybody. smiling they just because know. everyone's looking at you going to. That's funny, right? I mean, that's yeah, the that's baseball good, that equivalent of that. It just took, As me, a, it just took me. The, he, he, the dude literally had the baseball equivalency of that. He fucking hit a home run on his first he swing as a big leaguer. Against Justin Verlander, he hit a Kapowski. He Kapowski. I mean, the the only the only better thing that could have happened is if he did it in Yankee Stadium, but he did it as right. It's still against. You got to say they're our biggest rivals right now. Yeah. Absolutely, they definitely maybe not this season. No, yeah, sure. nobody's our rival. The fucking no. Colorado Rockies are the Yankees' rival <laughs> this year. <sighs> That's so sad. Oh my god, Krista! Honestly, dude, I feel so bad for you. Like, how did you get? How did? What type of childhood did you have? I yeah, listen, dude, bro. Tell, tell Saved by the it. Bell. Never watched an episode. Please tell never me you saw it. Hated it. Yeah. Do you know who Topanga is? Dude, I was just gonna <laughs> yeah, say, Boy Meets World was my number one. Topanga was that. my crush. He's also it. been he's also been with the organization since he was 16 years old. Aaron Boone was telling a story this week about how when he went to Dominican Republic to watch to see some of his up and coming guys, and he was just he was in a line taking uh batting practice. Yeah, he did a line with Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres. No, he was just in like a li- like a lineup, like a like they were taking BP together, and he was like holding his own with that group. Uh, he was doing it at, at 16. The only yeah. thing about him is he's... <laughs> What was I doing at 16, dude? <laughs> well, I, I actually rooms. Yeah. I actually tweeted this, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I was getting high in my backyard with my friends when I was 20, <laughs> and this dude's fucking ripping home runs off Justin Verlander. Yeah, yeah it's okay. pretty wild, man. You don't, you don't, you, you don't. It, it's not like real. I don't know how to say this. You don't actually Out realize how young 20 years old is to yeah. be doing what he's doing whether he ends up being yeah. a superstar or not it doesn't matter to be 20 even volpe volpe's what 22 uh something around you turn 22 in the seat during the season right like i mean to be that young rem- you just got to remember how immature you were how much how about how um, little of life you've experienced and now you're up here doing something making million what you're going to make millions of dollars doing in front of the world, it's fucking, it's impressive, man. Yeah. My biggest decision at 20 was after the uh, uh, activities of the evening, if we were going to White Castle or Wendy's, and this guy's got, this guy's got to learn how to hit breaking pitches off of future Hall of Famers. It's, it's crazy. When I was 20, I was just trying to figure out the best person to call that was 21 that would buy me alcohol <laughs> underage. I never had to do that. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome. I had to pay a bum outside of a out of, outside of Pal's Liquors, and uh, <laughs> I did. I on, was that in Patterson? Yeah, because I definitely did that a couple times. You had to buy the buy. Either you paid him ten bucks, or you bought him a fifth. You gave him money to get a fifth. I think I had to buy. I think I had to buy uh, a guy like a pack of Philly blunts, and. Okay. Uh, and give him money, and then I don't think he ever got me anything. I think he just left. The blunts are the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not when you're uh, wrong. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, I... <laughs> anyway, let's move along here. Uh, okay. El Marciano, man. El Marciano. So, uh... I, I want to find this quote, so hold on a second. Okay. Hold dead air, please. All right, you want to just stay silent? If you, if you want. For Christ's sake, what's that supposed to mean, huh? What the fuck's that supposed to mean? Yeah, dude, Mickey the Mick. That's so good. Great drop. Such a good drop. I didn't. All right, you said, I want... you said we've had that one. I never heard. I don't yeah, I've had it for a while. One, man. 
the things we want to do in the off season is to uh, get together and do a live watch along of 61. That'd be Definitely. great, man. Definitely. We should try and we should uh, email whatever studio did that. HBO. HBO. Was it HBO. HBO? Yeah. We should email HBO and see if they'd be okay with us doing a live viewing and actually putting it up on YouTube, trying to get their permission. Hey, maybe we could get it on HBO Max, dude. They they put Probably the uh, Talking Sopranos podcast on there. Probably we could not. do Talking uh, uh, I can't do that. Yeah, almost. Talking anything. Okay. Yeah, no. Talking mix. Okay. Oh, that's racial. Oh, you, oh, you can't <laughs> say that. You can't say that. Sorry bro. to the Irish. So, dude. Here's another thing. Sorry, fella. Oh, Patrick. So anyway, it's Patrick. Uh, there was an article from. Uh, let's get back on track here. Okay. okay yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, and, uh, Cuck boy Andy. Cuck boy Andy Martino writes. Uh, he had an article out today and says. Uh, as part of his evaluation, Steinbrenner will almost certainly consult with Aaron Judge, with whom he has a strong relationship. Of course he does. He gave him $360 million. I'd love that Johnson guy, too. Over there. Yeah. Uh, I heard through the grapevines that Judge would fight through for... the grapevines? Yeah. Heard through the grapevine. Okay. Yeah, grape. I added, I added an S there, dickhead. All right. I'm yeah, trying to read. Grapevines. Shut, uh, shut okay. up. I thought right, you said great. I heard through the grapevine that Judge would fight for Boone, but wanted to ask him directly on Thursday. This is Martino speaking. I posed the question this way. If and when you were asked by Hal if Boone is the right manager for this team going forward, what would you say? I added that I understand that if you uh, if you don't want to answer this question publicly, Judge responded, no, I want to answer that. I've been with Booney all the way. Since 2018, he's the guy. He's been there for us in good times and bad. This guy shows up and supports his players. You can tell by the amount of times he's been thrown out of the game that he always has her back. Okay. Can I start? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I hate that fucking answer from him. I do. It goes right back to Boone not having to throw players under the bus. I never would expect him to do that but to also not have to go above and beyond to credit them. Aaron Judge's job there as a leader isn't necessarily to say, to go out and say, no, I mean, we haven't won anything, so there's nothing to, to, to defend him on. He doesn't have to go out and say that. And he could even throw in a couple, you know, I've been with Booney since 2018, and, you know, I think he's been, he's done a great job here, but, it has to end with something to the effect of something to the effect of like, I understand whatever direction this team wants to go in and whatever, and not sitting there going, he's the guy for the job. He's the right one. He's always had our back. What else is a manager supposed to do? That doesn't make him the guy for the job. Oh, now you hate Aaron judge. No, I don't hate Aaron judge. Yeah. No, you hate him. I absolutely fucking love Aaron Judge. I love everything about him. I'm not I'm not even necessarily angry about it, but I don't like that answer. You're a leader on this team. Your team has not just failed to win at all, but you're you're working backwards. What do you think is going to happen? If he says anything negative about Aaron Boone, I didn't say he had no. to say anything negative. I just right. he said could have that. deflected it and been like, you know, I'm I'm not really focused on that right now. We got a season right now that we we got. Or or like I said, even throw in, look, I've been with Booney since 2018. It's tough for me to not be biased here because I mm-hmm. love the guy. He's been with us through thick and thin, but it's not my job to determine who who's right for the job and who to defend. I'm here to win a world series and whoever the, whoever the front office thinks is the guy to do that job. I'm going to trust. But for right now, if you're asking me my personal opinion, I like Aaron Boone. I think he's done a good job and leave it at that. Don't especially, especially he's the guy for the job. And what I'm watching is not, did he, did he actually say that? He says, no, I want to answer that. I've been with Booney all the way. Oh, he did say that. He said, he's the guy. Okay. Okay. All right, but but SGR, what were you gonna say there? Basically, y- how you you just said that's something for the front office to to handle. That was that was every player's response during the trade deadline when they were asking, "Do you want them to add players? Do you want them to get anybody?" Well, that's not something I'm gonna think about. That that would have been even a better response than that. I agree with you, Chris. Yeah. 
I don't really like the definitive answer and the opinion. I don't think it was necessary right now to, to hear that. So if he doesn't answer that, that becomes a story. And then it's why doesn't Aaron Boone, uh, Aaron Judge, want to answer questions about Aaron Boone? What's what's his real feelings? Yeah. For? He does. He's he not going he to, to. This is this I mean, is the least distracting thing that he could have possibly said. Okay, I'm going to take it a for step now. Because for now, short term wise, some things I say just go right over your head. Because what I what I suggested was not not answering it. I think that would have been a. A oh, great really? answer. So if he leaves out, if he says everything that he said, but doesn't say he's the guy, then you change your opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I think so that line there. Those makes three him words. Look, yes, I think it makes him the the leader of the guys on the field look just as delusional as the as the people who are gaslighting us on TV. And I don't think that's a good look. Now, let me just let's get a little conspiratorial here. Let's go into a little conspiracy theory here. All right. And don't tell me this is out of the realm of possibility. We know how the media works, especially okay. the YPM. Okay, YPM. I know Martino is more of a Mets guy, right? Am I wrong on that? You, I he think just, he, yeah, he's he's got Met origins. More, trying but to he's broader to New York being, now. Being brought, he's being brought into New York. Okay, he's a New York whore. Okay, um, so let's just go down this rabbit hole for a second. Is it, is it really that hard to believe? that it's that it's possible that Andy Martino is planted there to ask that question to the guy that we all love and respect and that Aaron judge is is instructed to answer the way he answered because Brian Cashman we know this already has no intention of firing Aaron Boone and now he's their messenger because we know the second they made him captain, he's been involved in a lot of the meetings, in a lot of, you know, game planning and whatnot. And and we already know from years past, and the Yankees have always been the best at this, that their PR team is on top of everything, training these guys what to say. Is this a planted question answered by a guy that we look to as a leader for us to look at that answer, to hear that answer, to read that answer and say, okay, maybe... Maybe Boone okay, is Joe the Biden. guy. Okay. okay. Joe Biden. Am I? Would that be crazy though? I'm about to pull Joe Biden. Just it. walk away for a second. Okay. <laughs> don't stumble. I don't I, think it's crazy to think that. Is that what happened? I don't know if that's what happened, but it, I don't think. Well, you're... we'll never know if that's truly the case. But I honestly, I would not be shocked one bit if that were the truth. All right. So Brian Cashman doesn't want to get rid of. Aaron Boone, but does Hal Steinbrenner want to get rid of Aaron Boone? That's a question that we have to have well, answered. I really think that if Hal Steinbrenner is going to go above, going to go over Brian Cashman's head again, because from everything I hear, Brian Cashman pretty much owns this team. Whenever something happens that Brian Cashman doesn't want, it's like Hal Steinbrenner has to go over his head, even though he's the owner. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. Right? So many it's quotes crazy. of Hal going over Brian Cashman's head. It's crazy. So I'd have to say that would be the last straw for Hal. If he needs Boone gone and Cashman's not on board with it, like I think Cashman's also gone at that point. What do you think, Brian? What should I do, Brian? <laughs> well, we know that Brian and Hal were on opposite ends of – of the spectrum in terms of what they oh should boy. have done at the trade deadline. They were on opposite ends of what they should have done with Dominguez and uh, calling up the kids. So they're not seeing eye to eye right now. Yeah. Well, look, I think there's been some rumblings. I don't know how credible they are that Cashman's job might not be as secured as maybe we thought. I don't believe that. Um, that would be something that would be genuinely like the best example of I need to see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. um, I'll never believe any report that his job's not safe until it's actually not. But hey, you never know, man. I don't think he's getting fired this this offseason. I don't. I oh. don't. They set him up to come back for sure with this. But, if they're going to go on a little run here with the young group, the young core coming up with Booney. But then he's never getting captain, fired, right? Their captain saying they, he's. Uh, I don't guy. know, dude. I don't know if he could survive another 20. <laughs> The same thing happens to this team next year. I don't think he can survive yeah, if that. If it's a repeat okay. of this, then no, he's gone. And let me just say one thing. You mentioned being able to go back and hear everything that we said because um, it's all recorded. I want to go back to an episode. Maybe I'll find it this week if I have time. 
of when I said, if the Yankees don't fire Aaron Boone, because the firing with Cashman still here first, Elgato of the show. Yeah, wow. wow, that's crazy. That was a wow. long time. Wow. Um, I said this, if they're going to fire Boone, but keep Cashman, it will be for optics. It will be to look good, look like they care, look like they want to hire the right guy. But really, it would just be Cashman hiring Boone 2.0. We all know that, blah, blah, blah. Or how? I said, I said, if, if, the Yankees don't fire Boone during the season because that would be when the optics would look the best for them in their, in the reasoning that they do it. They might not fire him at all. And now from everything I'm hearing, Boone's not going anywhere. Oh, listen, take this under consideration, right? Is it better to clean house all at once instead of getting a new manager? You want to don't start going back. I'm Don't not going. going I'm asking you a fucking question. Uh, that's what I'm asking you a question is what I'm doing. Let's do it all do, at once. Do you think? Yeah. Well, then you have to fire both of them in this offseason is what you would do. Yeah. Okay. Instead of you're the guy. And I 100% agreed with every word that came out of your mouth when you said it was that we all know that Cashman is the true problem, but that doesn't mean that Boone has done anything. And I'm not advocating for job. Aaron Boone's job. I'm saying, do you think in the Yankees point of, of view and house point of view that he would rather wait to see if he needs to get rid of Brian Cashman next season and just get rid of the bolt to them instead of then sticking a brand new manager on a new general manager. Because if you hire somebody, this you fire Boone. Yeah. We're having it. We're having a discussion here, pal. Okay. If you fire Boone, you bring somebody else in, then the Yankees finish 500 and out of the postseason again in 2024. You have to fire Cashman. And now you bring in a new GM, hopefully from outside of the organization, and you're sticking him with, 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 a, with a manager that he might not want. That's not a good way to get things started either. No, and then he, and then he might and fire him, and then it's like then you're going. And now two you're on three two managers, years, and, two and then years it's the '80s and, again. So right? now you're def- so are you in, essentially? Just need to get this I'm, straight. I, no, I'm not. You're essentially defending the Yankees for not firing Boone if they're not going to fire Cashman. No, 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 no. Here's but because you we, think we've that established what? this already, though. We've established this already. The Yankees need to fire Brian Cashman. I don't care what they do with Aaron Boone. We've established that. However. Yes. When the rumblings started of Boone getting fired, we said it might not do anything, but it still needs to happen. So I'm not going to go back on that and now defend why it wouldn't make I'm sense because we already you know def- why it wouldn't. I'm make asking you, not asking you to defend Aaron Boone. I'm asking you to get in the mind of Hal Steinbrenner. Would he rather take out the chopping block all at once and get rid of everybody instead of going this half-ass thing that other teams have done yes. has not worked? Yes, but hold on. We've all we already know for a fact that it's not Hal Steinbrenner's decision to fire Aaron Boone. It is his decision to fire Aaron Boone. He's the owner. No, no, no. He said he would have it. We know that it actually comes from Brian Cashman. Uh, it's Brian Cashman is in favor of keeping Aaron Boone, but Hal right. is also Hal is also. Uh, been quoted as saying Brian Cashman is not going unchecked this offseason. And is this one of those things that Hal might put his foot down on? I just There's- said if they're going to fire Boone, I think that Cashman will go along with it if that is the case. I don't think this is what the problem is, is that the two of them are not on the same contractual path is what the problem is. Mm. Yes. Because you're not firing I'm saying you as in the Yankees, you're not firing Brian Cashman after one. I get it. I understand. Look to us fans every year since 20, 2009 has been a failure. Maybe you don't want to say 2017 was a total failure, but all failures, right? Especially since 2018, all failures. He hasn't been able to put the finishing touches on his team, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the team has made the postseason every year. They've won 90 plus games every year. Um, they they've been the ALCS a few times. Not not saying this is okay for me. Saying now this is the first time that it really cratered on them. Th- does that worth Brian's job in Hal's mind? Right. Right. If you would have cut the the cord last year when he didn't have a uh, uh, a contract, but right. then you still had two more years of Boone. 
if this was if this was happening, it didn't line up perfectly, is what I'm saying. Yes. If Ryan Cashman's contract was running out this offseason with one more year of Boone, clean house and be done with it. Okay. Because you you don't want to bring in a lame duck man general uh lame duck manager with a, and bring in a new GM. But the fact you just extended him and now mm-hmm. you reset the clock on him with a lame duck manager, the only way this works and keeping anybody is now as you let Brian Cashman hire a new manager and he's here for another three. Okay. And you're essentially saying what I said earlier in this episode that just before, just a few moments ago, I said that Hal would have to go over Brian Cashman's head. If Aaron Boone is going to get fired. I think Which is what we said. Also, I said that also. He would right, but what over, I'm saying is overrule Brian. If I overrule saw, is the word, right? Okay. And if I saw that happen again, where he's going to overrule Cashman again, I don't think Boone goes unless Cashman goes. Like I think if Hal is actually going to do that, take be that serious to overrule Cashman again, that the only outcome is to do it when you're clearing house completely, where Cashman would go also. I, maybe I don't think that's going to happen, though. I no, think, no, I don't think it's going to happen at all. I think what the I'm most saying, what I'm saying is that that's what would make sense to me. What is like betting odds of the most? Because I don't, I don't gamble. What's like the betting odds of the most likely thing to happen? Like, what would they? Negative what, ten thousand. All right, so like the the betting odds are that they're both back next year. Yeah. The second yeah, place the favorite. The, Boone's the sec- gone. The second place one is that Boone's gone and Cashman is. Is still here. Boone, yeah. Okay, so both of them being back would be like negative ten thousand. Um, yeah. Boone Boone being gone would be like probably like negative five hundred. Yeah, like you'd have my, to bet five hundred to win a hundred. And then I would say in third place would be both of them. Uh, both of them being gone. Yeah, both of them being gone would be plus five thousand right now. Last and then be, and then the last would be Boone's here, but cash cash goes. That would yeah. be plus. 15,000 minimum. Well, you said this, and I disagree with you on it, that you would want to see not not so much necessarily here uh, that you would want to see Aaron Boone as a manager without Brian Cashman. I maybe not now, but I would have liked to see from when Boone first got here, because we can all agree he's, he's he was a completely different guy. From when Boone first got here, I would have liked to seen what he could have been as a manager making a name for himself without the controls of the front office. I think Aaron Boone, if if Aaron Boone gets fired this offseason, I within three years, is he the manager of another baseball team? Oh, for sure. No, I don't think so. I think he'll oh, be back in so, on sure. ESPN. I think so for sure. I think he would get a job and he, I think he would go back in the booth immediately but i would say like within two to three know, years man. would he oh get for another, sure would he get another job as a manager 100 percent. i don't think he would take anything other than a managerial position like I well don't you think have to understand something too so, coming from the yankees organization like everyone i hate this line more than anything if cashman's fired there's 29 yeah. teams like i hate that fucking line it's the not only a reason tr- to keep them right the only truth behind that though the only reason at this point that would make that true is experience, but not just experience experience within an organization that has always been looked upon as the number one, always done things, not just on the field, but off the right way. And if, and as train their employees the right way to, to answer the right way and all of those things, I think that goes a long way when it comes to a guy like Aaron Boone, who's been in baseball his whole life, his whole family has, and he has experience managing the the family. And, you know, he has been an analytical yes man. So maybe a team like the Oakland A's or something would yeah. want to bring him on because they're going to, he's going to do whatever the computers tell him to do. True. Yeah. It would be interesting to see Brian Cashman with another organization. It's been a long time since he had an owner like up his ass all the time. Like, who do you think's more likely to get a job elsewhere? Brian Cashman as a GM or Aaron Boone as a manager? Aaron Boone as a manager. I don't see that's another thing. Do you think Brian Cashman would even want to work again as a general manager? No. And I just think I think that line of like 29 fucking team. I think that line is so outdated 
I'm not saying he's not respected around the league. I know that he is. I know a lot of other other teams and organizations respect him and and whatnot, but I think he's really proven how stale his his way of mm-hmm. managing being a general manager of a team is just doesn't work anymore. But hey, that's but is me. it is it worth uh, a team that has no has had no success to bring in a guy with the track record of I know Yankee fans love to shit on. Oh yeah, Cashman, for sure. But you know he oh those were Stick Michaels, but he still had to be the general manager. Of those you teams, know who he'd you know? be as sad as it is to to say you know who he'd be a great fucking general manager for the Boston Red Sox no the New York Mets it would be just like Mm. working for George Steinbrenner again except not only does he have unlimited money he also gets to run the team because he's the baseball guy he'd have his role now I see it dude I see it but with unlimited money I would just like he had with George I would actually love to see that he would be you know, a phenomenal the Mets doing stuff like that of bringing guys from the Yankees. He over. would be a phenomenal. That could be. I'm that's not a, kidding. That's a possibility. That could be one of the reasons why Hal won't give up on him until because did the Mets? You're right. That's did the Mets hire a GM long term yet? Uh, did, what, aren't Billy they talking Epler, about Billy Epler? Yeah, but aren't they talking about possibly moving? No, on they're going to end up. Sign, I think they're going to end up locking up Stearns from Milwaukee. I'm telling that's you, the guy. Man. I'm that's telling the you, guy dude. for them. I'm telling you though, that could no, be. No, that's huh? not a bad. Uh, I like that. I like your Chrissy uh, conspiracy. I got Chrissy conspiratorials today. You even use yeah. that term, yeah. conspiratorial. Yeah, it's possible. I don't see. I don't think it'll end up happening. No, I, it I might think not happen, I. I all, but I'm it right depends. It would be. It would be magical for him. Part, part. Also, I think that Brian has just. I think he's got way too much respect for the organization to go to the friggin' Mets. Oh, I don't think so at all, dude. Yeah, He's the so. most egotistical. Especially person if it I've ends bad, if they if the bridge gets burned. I don't think that I see that. I have a hard time of seeing Revenge how of do it, do uh, it in a situ in a scenario where he would burn his relationship with Brian. But bro, if he's getting uh-huh. fired he mid contract, how cheats on him? If he's getting fired mid contract, which I don't think will happen, he, you think he cares about where he goes and what the organization, what he does to the Yankees at that point? You don't think he wants to go to Steinbrenner family Thanksgiving? If he signs with the Mets, he's not invited anymore. He'll be fucking yeah, he'll go to slurping Cohen's. that gravy at Cohen's, dude. Yeah, off of <laughs> he'll be, All I'm saying is that you can't... Be sending the Steinbrenners the fucking leftovers from the next day. Last name is Cash. Yeah, all I'm saying is that you can't look past the personal relationship that he has with Hal. Like, that would be... Sure. Yeah. Hey, Hal will probably I... still invite him over. He's the fucking cuck. He's like, yeah. oh, you working for Steven now? Come yeah, on. I'm and happy be... for you. I know it's not me, but I'm happy. <laughs> it won't be the cuck anymore if he fires him. <laughs> Please keep working on that impression because that's yeah, going to be it. a good one. All right. Was that supposed to be Hal? Yeah, yes. That was so good. You know, Brian, uh, you're a good you're a good leader of this of this team. And, <laughs> no, you got uh, too much George in there. Yeah, so that that's was good. A, that was a little Georgie. George is, Steinbrenner? It... Hey, real quick. Like the, I would like to sound like we're that. starting to run long, but did you hear this the story from Larry David about Steinbrenner on Seinfeld? No, Probably, but I don't Maybe. remember. It. So, yeah. St- so you know how Larry David played Steinbrenner? Hey yeah, okay. From the from it was only breaking back news. Of his head. No one ever knew that. You just no, told fuck us you, that. you fucking jerk off. Did you know in the first season they actually Little dick bitch? They filmed that. It was supposed to be George Steinbrenner's role, and he came in to record it for hours. And then, really? and then Larry David watched the tapes and he was like, oh, this just doesn't work. And he had to call George Steinbrenner and tell him that they were cutting him from the show. Wow. That's funny. Never, what? He never made a cameo, right? I don't think so. When they uh, brought Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams. Danny Maybe Cardable, after the show is Buck. established. Yeah. Buck, yeah. Buck was awesome on that, too. But yes, so he had to call George tell him he was cut and from O'Neal the show. Was and, okay, That's I get funny, it. That's funny, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I had heard that. Okay. Right. Okay. Wow. You had it first. Okay. 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 So, uh, yeah, it's uh, time to wrap this up here. The Yanks dropped uh, the finale to the Tigers here, snaps their five-game winning streak. Although, you know what? You, you got you to gotta feel a little good that, you know, even if nothing happens out of the season, that, you know, they beat. Showed a little hot. They, they swept Houston. That was fun. 
we are going to yeah. start banging. It just it just amazes me that it just took them to be a last place under 500 team to finally show up in Houston. Yeah, crazy. Of course, of course, that's how it worked. Old timers day this Saturday. Uh, Derek Jeta will be back in pinstripes for the first time since his uh, magical game winning hit in uh, 2014. So uh, weather's not supposed to be great, so we'll see how that ends up uh, transpiring. Okay, they're honoring okay. the 1998 team. Hard to believe, dude. The 2050 anniversary of that Crazy, freaking man. team. Crazy. So, so uh, the season is winding down here. We have 22 games left, and uh, one of them is September 23rd in the Audi Club against the Diamondbacks. Uh, two, two of the best. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to say if you want to say Dominguez is one of the best, but two of the most hyped up rookies of the 2023 season you get to see yeah. live in action: Jason Dominguez and Corbin Carroll. That should be fun, and you get to hang out with everybody in the NYYU uh, team there. So there's very very limited tickets left. If uh, you want to get in on that, do so immediately. And um, like we said, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star rating and review. And if you're watching on NYYU. Like and subscribe, okay? Okay. All right. All right. So we want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYYU and the NYYSD podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode 349, SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.